I'm kind of always inventing show ideas mm. uh, and always listening. The way I know a show is good is when I'm listening to it. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to, I want to be in that conversation. Like that, that's what makes a good podcast. I'm Mark Stedman and this is our season finale. Uh, that doesn't mean we're going to go away entirely over the next few weeks, but we might be a little less frequent in our episodes and they won't be regular ones with um, me and Brendan. Uh, speaking of Brendan, he'll be with us a little later in the show to follow up on the search for my new favourite podcast. Uh, some exciting news, uh, for us at least, and some thoughts on pod fading. But we're kicking off this week's episode with an interview I did with Tom Merritt, creator and co-host of the Daily Tech News Show, which has nearly 5,000 backers on Patreon. Tom's been making a daily tech news podcast of some stripe for over a decade, and the latest incarnation, which started in 2014, has also spawned Daily Tech Headlines, which was an early adopter of Anchor and the Alexa family of devices, and DTNS Labs, a series of more informal episodes about tech-related stuff like gaming and sci-fi. The show's mostly funded via Patreon, although the public feed recently moved over to Acast. But backers get access to their own RSS feed, which carries a show now called Good Day Internet uh, that encompasses the pre-show chat, an ad-free version of DTNS proper, and then the post-show wrap-up. DTNS is recorded live, so I started by asking Tom about his approach and whether DTNS is a podcast in its own right or a live internet radio show that's also been made available through RSS. That's an interesting question because both have been true and are true in various instances across its history. At the moment, Daily Tech News Show is a podcast uh, that we record live, so we don't go back and edit it. So you are getting a live to, as they used to say, tape uh, situation, but it is meant to be a show that is a podcast that you download and consume in around 30 minutes. The pre and post show around that have kind of turned into their own show, uh, that on our Patreon, we call good day internet. And that is much more just us talking, uh, and, and, and much more just a, a, a live conversation that we've turned into a show. I don't know what it is about that particular show, um, setup, but as soon as it got sort of formalized into its own thing, I found that I've, I've enjoyed it even more. <laughs> I think it now feels more special, um, because it's got its own little name and there's just something nice about that, that, uh, I, I very much enjoy sort of, oh yeah, I get my tech news, but then I get to hear what food people are talking about and making a cookbook and you know uh that's interesting that you say that because i think there really is something psychological about putting a name on it and and putting some intention behind it that that affected us as well uh before it was just sort of like oh i'm recording now but we wouldn't do anything special uh and there might be long periods of silence but now there's this feeling of like oh well, we, ha- we we need to talk we need to have a conversation but we don't need to prepare mm-hmm. so uh, it, I don't know. It feels more, it feels livelier that we know people are listening, but at the same time, it's more informal than Daily Tech News Show, which has a rundown and stories we have to hit and all of that. Does that impact on your energy levels uh, at the end of a recording? You know, because you're you're still having to be on, mm. not quite as, as you say, not quite as formal, but do you find that, that that takes a little bit more out of you? Yeah, probably a little bit, but not, 
Not much. Uh, we've it, it the the thing that has always <laughs> I don't know, this started to sound negative the way I was about to put it. the thing that's always tired me about D- DTNS. But the thing that that draws the most energy out of me is the thirty minutes of tech news. That's where I yeah. concentrate. So in some ways, it's it's yes, I have to be on for longer. But on the other hand. There's also this relief afterwards of like, ah, okay, we're, we're done with the serious part. We're done with the part where we have to be, you know, extra careful about what we say because we're trying to get things right. And now we can talk about Brie on Triscuits and it's, it, it's sort of a <laughs> counterpoint that, that lets us recover, I think. I, I like that th- those are sort of three distinct words, but Brie on Triscuits sounds like a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> Brie on um, Triscuits. Brie on Triscuits. Ah, yes. Yeah. She was uh, one of the warriors for the first men. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, same image um so what can you walk us through uh putting um a daily show like this together what 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 happens from when you get up and well obviously let's not go too far into it but you know Sure, sure. So uh, at 6.30, I wake up yes. and take the dogs out into the backyard. Uh, I, I've i actually broken it into two parts, which have allowed me to do two shows. So I do Daily Tech Headlines, which is a five-minute show that's not really part of DTNS, but it's tied into the preparation of DTNS because... It's me taking all of the news stories of the day, and and on the day Sarah does it, it's Sarah doing the same thing, uh, and figuring out, okay, these are the most likely ones that people would be interested in that we can explain, uh, and we write those up, and that's what I did right before we started recording this. I I recorded the four-minute long headline wrap-up. That goes out as a podcast. It goes out to Amazon Echo, etc., and then... I will take uh, those stories, put them in the Daily Tech News show doc, and we'll start the process of figuring out, well, which one of those should actually go into Daily Tech News show? And there's a different standard there. With Daily Tech Headlines, it's this is of the day and it's interesting. Uh, On Daily Tech News show, it's we can have a little bit of a conversation about it. There's something to discuss. So there will also be stories that I will have found while preparing for headlines that aren't appropriate for headlines because they aren't news per se, but maybe they're a trends piece. A great example was yesterday. I we did a, a discussion piece about an Ars Technica article uh, where the author had done a great job describing what's going on with chips and AI. It wasn't newsy, but it gave us a launching point to have a discussion about what he was saying about that market. So that belongs in Daily Tech News Show. So essentially. You know, from in the morning, I do daily tech headlines, then I'll take a break and do some other things. And then around about 10 o'clock, we'll start circling back up in our Slack and discuss what should go in that rundown. And for the hours before the show, we're figuring out that rundown, then assigning out who should write what amongst us. Uh, getting it all in place. Sarah puts in the email. Uh, Roger tidies up all of the introductions and everything. And then around one o'clock Pacific time, we'll sit down and start the hangout, make sure all the technical stuff is working, make sure we have all the files we need to play and that we're on the same page as, as far as the run of the show. Uh, at around one fifteen, we start recording Good Day Internet and start talking about Brian Triscuits. Uh, and then uh, I've started to say that as if she is a character. <laughs> uh, and then at one thirty, we do Daily Tech News Show. Uh, around 2 o'clock, that's done. And uh, then we, we do more post-show for Good Day Internet uh, while I publish Daily Tech News Show. Uh, and uh, and then we're done. 
that's the hardest thing to deal with other people who want to talk to me about things. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I realize as I was saying that you might feel this is pointed at you and it's not, it's, it's <laughs> there, there are all kinds of meetings and things is explaining that no, really from 1030 until 230, I can't do anything else. Yeah. And I'll throw Veronica Belmont on the bus under the bus. So you, you don't feel so bad. Uh, when DTNS first started, she kept saying, well, we need to talk to this person and they can talk at noon. And I was like, well, I can't talk at noon because I'm, you know, preparing the show. And it takes a while for people to, to, to realize that because there there's preparation that goes on all the time for the show, but there with a daily show, never do a daily show because <laughs> you're stuck having to do it every day. There's a quote from your Patreon page, and we'll talk a little bit about Patreon later, um, which uh, is working with the audience to make the show better. That's something that I've taken from back when I worked at Tech TV uh, in the early 2000s through Buzz Out Loud at CNET, Tech News Today at Twit, uh, which is your show is better when you include the audience in it. Uh, And that can mean different things for different shows. But for Daily Tech News Show, a lot of the time it's getting that instant feedback from our Discord or our Slack or our chat while we're doing the show, which gives us an insight into how people are reacting to our discussion so that we can uh, accommodate that and say, oh, well, somebody might think we mean this. Let me explain that. Uh, It can mean somebody writing in, for instance, yesterday on the show, we had someone from India writing in about a story we had done about WhatsApp being used to spread misinformation and they had an on the ground here's my example here's what i know from living in india about why that's happening that's a perspective we could never have so it's it means all of those sorts of things which is you know you are part of the show if you listen to it if you want to be you don't have to be uh, and that helps make it better I don't know if you've ever seen this. There's a wonderful, um, it's a few years old now, but there's a wonderful infographic, uh, which is uh, called The Podcast Universe. And it's mm. this incredible uh, piece of work that shows how every everyone's sort of, everyone in a major podcasting uh, sense, how they connect to other shows. And um, it's it's interesting looking, like ne- uh, looking at networks like Relay FM, which feel like there are lots of crossovers, but you don't see that. And one of the, the the things I was wondering is, are you looking to grow your existing pool of um, audience or do you want to bring people in from other pools into your pool, as it were? Yeah, I that that is a tactic in, my, in the way I look at it uh, to achieve other things that I want to do, which is figure out interesting ways to present this information so we're always refining daily tech news show one of the reasons i brought on any co-hosts was it was a lot to do for one person and i needed someone that i could bounce off of that was good at it uh we 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 would have guests on from the very beginning some of them were good at podcasting some of them were just good at 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 knowing their beat uh and it became a little bit unnerving to to have to adapt depending and carry the conversation if it was someone who was like i really know about this topic so if you ask me about that i'm great but otherwise you know i'm, I'm not going to have a lot to say uh so bringing in co-hosts help with that bringing in sarah made that even better because now i could actually take a day off and there's someone who can who can carry the ship without us scrambling uh to figure out not that there were others who couldn't do that but they weren't mm-hmm. in the practice of doing it having someone with me every day means that when either one of us is gone we don't miss a beat so 
I, I like that we've been able to maintain that, but I also want to do other types of shows within DTNS. Uh, and, and the reason I went through that long explanation of co-hosts and, and guests is there are people I would love to talk to that don't belong on Daily Tech News Show. Daily Tech News Show is for people who can comment along with us about the news of the day. And there are people who are really interesting to interview and talk to, uh, but they really need to be interviewed, not not be a commentator. Yes. So I have done some of those as part of DTNS Labs. That's sort of our experimental section. But I don't have as much uh, ability to do that yet as I would like. Mm-hmm. So growing the audience, growing the revenue, all of that are tactics that say, ah, if I want to start an interview series, I can use those levers to help me get the resources I need to be able to do that. It's, it's useful that you, you bring up uh, things like the DTNS Labs because... Um, I find the the aesthetic difference between sometimes this is between networks and sometimes it's between different styles of shows or different presenters bring their own style. Is there a particular reason that you decided to go for that sort of straight one shot live to tape thing as opposed to doing something like something like this, which might be a little more heavily edited? Uh, laziness, really, more, <laughs> more than anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not even lying. Like uh, it's just so much easier to go live to tape. Uh, and I think that grows out of my background, which was doing radio. Absolutely. You, you don't get a second take. You're, you're live all the time. Uh, and then when I worked at Tech TV doing live television, same thing, you're live. Uh, and, and there is an absolute truth to the fact that when you know you're live, you screw up less mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know you're live. And as soon as you start recording you will allow yourself to make mistakes. Daily Tech Headlines is not live. Mm. I very often have to record it two, maybe three times, and and Sarah has the same experience, because I make mistakes that I would never make on Daily Tech News Show, or I make a mistake and stop, whereas on Daily Tech News Show, if if I make a little verbal flub, I just keep going. So that comes out of the training, that comes out of the experience, and because of that, it allows me to be lazy and say, hey, we don't need to spend the extra time doing the editing because we can we can pull it off live and therefore that allows us to use that time to research uh, come up with show ideas uh, read the stories etc so uh you were an early adopter of a patreon um back in 2014 what does management and upkeep of that feel like my thinking around it has changed as i've used it uh i i very much saw it at the beginning as as a as a donation mechanism uh and and so when a lot of people started to have trouble with Patreon because they didn't feel like they were providing them the things they wanted, I, I was looking at it like, mm, the thing I want is a person to be able to press a button and, <laughs> and donate money to the show, and they give me that. So what else do you want? Uh, but Patreon very, very wisely has stepped up to the plate and provided the ability to deliver better perks, uh, add in this or that. And and so I, I feel like Patreon has become a community membership tool uh, as much as a fundraising tool. So that requires community management. That requires being in there and talking to people and engaging them and providing them valuable perks uh, for for being a member and making them feel like, uh, not even just making them feel, but actually making them part of the community, uh, which is work. That, that That is a job in and of itself. That's why a lot of bigger networks actually have a, a person in charge of that for them. Uh, and and maybe someday I'll, I'll get to the point where I would do that. But the other thing about Patreon is unless you're giving them something big that they all want, it's really hard to move them past a certain level. 
So when DTNS started, just the idea of supporting the show was enough to get us to a certain level. And then we leveled off. And then adding contributors was enough to say, yes, oh, I want Patrick Beja. I want Veronica Belmont. I want Scott Johnson on the show. That allowed them to get up. And then we, we leveled off for a year or more until we added Sarah Lane. And then that was big enough to get people up. So mm. there's a psychological thing to it of, well, do I want to constantly do stunts uh, or lock myself in to only doing more things if enough people in, in, in the audience want them and are willing to back them at a higher level? Uh, and... And that 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 is a question, if especially if all of your revenue is coming from Patreon, which is one of the reasons that I have changed the model to allow ads that I don't read and don't even know what they are on the public feed, because that will be discretionary income that we can use for different things that maybe not everybody even knows they want, but we can try stuff. Whereas with Patreon, you're locked into if we hit this milestone then we will do it. And if we don't hit this milestone, we won't do it. And that doesn't allow for a lot of flexibility. Do you feel pressure to add stuff that only the patrons get access to? Yeah, I try not to overdo that because then it becomes a job that is is is, is its own thing. It isn't supporting the show anymore. It's supporting itself. And that, and that is a perfectly reasonable way to do it. Lots of people do run their patrons uh, Patreons that way. I have always preferred to say... What you're getting from supporting the show is the show, and we will then try to give you some cool things that that thank you, uh, but aren't particularly labor-intensive. Uh, so Good Day Internet is an example of that. We're going to do that anyway. We're going to chat. So pressing record uh, just means like, oh, with without a lot of extra work... We can give you something that you wouldn't get otherwise. Absolutely, uh, and it's and it's something that that people seem to enjoy. Uh, same for the weekly column. I'll, I'll write up some some hot takes on news of the week and send them out to people at the five dollar a month level. Uh, and again, that's that's something that I enjoy doing. It's it kind of goes right in with preparing for the show anyway. Uh, so uh, it, you know, some people get value out of that, and and having a Slack, having a Discord, all of that stuff is, I think, not adding a whole lot of labor but delivering a whole lot of value or fun or whatever to people is there an ultimate goal uh, that you want to achieve you know is there an ultimate milestone or something that you think okay that's it that's patreon uh big boss we, we've we've beat it yeah not not exactly I, I i've over the years i've kind of tried to figure out why i don't work that way uh, I'm not particularly goal oriented and, and I have some friends who are really like, what are your goals? What are your goals? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I'm opportunity oriented. I, I prefer to look at what's available and what's possible and then move towards it, kind of pick, pick the path as it is. It appears in front of me. Uh, and that's the way I've gone with daily tech news show. The, the, if I have a goal, it's to make it sustainable, to make it feel like all we have to do is do a good show and this will work. Uh, and, and I feel like we're, we're partway there. Uh, there. There are little things that we can tweak along the way to make that work even better. But I just want, I will probably do some version of a daily tech news show no matter what happens. So it's a matter of figuring out how, how do I make this work so that I can have it be my job. And so far I've lucked into figuring that out. So you move the, the public feed over to Acast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, uh, on Bitrate, uh, Brendan and I, and, and I think one or two others have, have talked uh, until we're blue in the teeth about uh, ad injection and, and various things like that. And so um, I'd love you to talk us through that 
process or that that decision. Yeah, I think a lot of people have misunderstood my position on ads, and I'm probably partly to blame for that uh, by not making it clear or maybe even, you know, riding on the coattails of the misunderstanding in some parts. But I've never been against ads in the show. What I haven't liked is having to read the ad myself uh, and therefore inserting myself into it and the problems that can cause when I'm covering something that is even adjacent to that. So, for instance, at Tech News Today, at Twit, we had Ford as an advertiser. They weren't necessarily endemic to tech news, but there were occasions when we certainly were covering Tesla and it felt weird to be doing a Ford ad and be like, well, maybe that's affecting subconsciously what I'm saying about Tesla. Mm. What I liked about Acast, uh, and I was introduced to it because of Nate Langson adding it to text message, was that I would never know what the ads are. They would just show up. Uh, and the only way I know what's in that, what's in your, what ad is in there is if I go listen to one or if you tell me. Uh, in which case, you know, there is a little bit of influence there, but it's much less. I don't have a relationship. I'm not selling it. I'm not reading it. I'm not recommending it. Uh, I actually like the host red ads in shows where it's okay, where it's a pop culture show or something where I'm not doing news. But in Daily Tech News Show, I'd rather that be separated. So uh, I, I, I liked that idea and the ability to just have it happen without my knowledge opened an opportunity to say, okay, well... If you are getting the show without supporting us on Patreon, uh, you you will get some ads sometimes in that show. Um, the flip side of that is I now have to have a separate feed for patrons that says, hey, you know, you're supporting us directly, so you shouldn't have to hear the ads. Yeah. And we provide that as well. Do you do mid-roll ads? No. Uh, that, that was a nice thing that the because they, they do want you to do mid-roll ads. Yes. Uh, yes and uh, I got them to agree to not make us do mid-roll ads because I, I find those to be disruptive. It, I mean, ads are disruptive anyway. That's the point. <laughs> uh, if an ad's not disruptive, it's it's not doing its job because it's not catching your attention. It should be, when an ad is perfectly done, something that you didn't mind hearing about mm-hmm. because it's targeted you properly. And we all know that that, that dream is not yet <laughs> achieved perfectly. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, mid-roll ads ads would be very effective to be honest have you had any um feedback uh, so far because i know it's not been a, a huge um amount of time that, that you've been doing this but um has there been any feedback so far yeah there has um m- m- most of the audience uh responded to me talking about it ahead of time i talked about it on our quarterly hangouts that we do i talked about it in the pre and post show i mentioned it in a survey uh i've talked about it in the slack uh and and most people were understanding. There there were very few people that even objected, and of the people who objected, most of them said, "But I understand why you want to do it, and it makes sense." Because uh, I went through all my reasonings. What has happened since it ha- launched is that people who didn't hear me talking about it in any of those places have gotten miffed in a few cases, in a couple of cases, because they didn't feel like I told them about it. They didn't feel that I was transparent enough about it. So so I have had an, an issue with. A couple of people getting upset that this suddenly was sprung on them uh, and then feeling like when I said, well, hey, I talked about it here, here and here. They felt like I was being snotty or or that, uh, you know, that that I was saying, well, it's your own fault. Uh, and really, I was just trying to say, I tried to tell you and I apologize that you didn't hear about it. So so that's something that I've needed to learn. But uh, for the most part, uh, there there are the majority of people seem to have understood why we made that change and uh, we'll evaluate it as it goes. <laughs> 
and that is Tom Merritt. What a lovely man. Uh, massive thanks to Tom, obviously, for taking the time out of what you've already heard is a very busy morning. Uh, I put some more questions to Tom, which you'll hear in a couple of weeks as one of our off-season episodes. But for now, let's head into our usual shenanigans. I usually record everything from my home studio, but this week I chatted to Brendan from Podient's new office in the centre of Birmingham. I don't have a studio there, so I was using a Zoom recorder, which it turns out suffered an epic fail right in the middle of our recording. So what you'll hear is Brendan's recording of me via my Apple AirPods. Anyway, we had a really good chat and I thought it'd be a shame to miss it thanks to my own screw up. So uh, let's get cracking with a chat we recorded on Wednesday and crucially before England's 2-1 defeat by Croatia. So that's the football coming up. Watch it. Watch the football. Watch it. Watch it. He's going to move. Watch the football. It's so good. So we got an email from, uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, Joe Chim Robert, who created... Um, uh, a little tool called Cast Rewinder at rewind.website. And, uh, and it pretty much does exactly what I was hoping for in my dreams, which is just amazing that a listener responded with, with uh, just putting that together. So what it does is you can put in a, an RSS, uh, any podcast feed, and it will um, let you set the frequency you want to, to listen to it at, like whether it's every day or once a week or once a month. And a couple other options, and then it'll spit out a uh, a new feed for you to take to your podcast player and let you ca- catch up on old episodes from either the beginning or whatever episode you s- set it to start from. And uh, it is a super cool little uh, tool. I'm going to be using this all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So last week, I recommended uh, We Fix Space Junk to you. Did you have a chance to check that out? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Because this is the first time I've, uh, I've, I've completely reneged on homework. Um, so uh, that episode went out on Friday. And uh, that's when I, I edited it and... Um, so Wednesday, I moved into my new office space. Well, Wednesday, I checked out the new office space, had my induction. Thursday, I actually moved my equipment in and did a little bit of work. And then I had, uh, I think I, I then had a thing. Um, and then Friday, I was working, editing our podcast, and then going home and preparing for a two-day um, podcast festival. Yes. Uh, and then running a two-day podcast festival. And then Monday, I had to have Monday off. Um, so uh, that's my excuse for why I haven't done that. You didn't have time to listen to the new podcast. So how was no, the festival? Um, it, it went really well. Uh, it was a load of fun. We had a, a wonderful, um, really warm audience. Like that, that's awesome. You know, we had a, a lot of disruption on the Saturday because um, I don't know if you've heard, Brendan, but um, football's coming home. Yeah. So we had to um, <laughs> welcome football on the next leg of its journey uh, home. Um, which meant watching the um, England-Sweden uh, match in uh, the cinema that we were um, holding the festival. So we did that, and then um, we, we did uh, the rest of the festival, and then Sunday uh, we had five shows, and it all ran like clockwork. Um, That's awesome. You know, not a, not, a, not a hiccup in sight, and everyone had a lot of fun. Um, and uh, people have already started posting the episodes from their uh, their live performances. Uh, and you know, if, if you're interested in, in hearing what Birmingham sounds like podcast wise, then um, brumpodfest.com uh, is waiting to go. So, would you like a new recommendation for this for for what's going on next, or do you want to just stick with we have we fixed space junk and 
come back well, with that. I, I reckon, um, given given what we've been uh, talking about, what we, we mentioned last week, why don't you put a pin in that recommendation? Yeah. I'm going to actually do my homework. Um, but I think also uh, it might be nice to review the suggestions that you've you've given me and the listener over the, uh, the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So out of um, conversations with people who hate me, Doug Loves Movies, Dissect, The Fall of the House of Sunshine, We Have Concerns, Work Life, The Incomparable Game Show, and Sleepover. Will any of these be regular listens for you? Did I find any new favorite podcasts? You um, found an absolute regular listen in Douglas Moody's. Nice. Um, you had found a regular listen in We Have Concerns. <laughs> but conversations with people who hate me, I had too much of an emotional, uh, a viscerally emotional response to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I certainly appreciated the content, but I, I found it too toe-curling. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely you've um, you've given me a, a couple of, of really, uh, really good suggestions and, and filled up my... Um, my, my podcast inbox even more so uh That's nice. i now have 90 podcasts which is good <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's a healthy amount um cool um i got tickets into xoxo sweet yeah i'm super excited about it. do you know what uh, xoxo is i know a little bit um but i'm sure um all of us would uh, appreciate being um uh, having having our minds refreshed it's a four-day conference here in portland oregon uh it had been going on for uh, i think three or four years and then they took hiatus for a while um it was originally uh crowdfunded by uh, from kickstarter it was like an early conference on kickstarter it's a four-day conference about um creatives and so it's not specifically podcast related although podcasts are a big part of it but it's also you know artists of, of the visual and music nature and um you know just people that just want to create and, and have a like and share share love through through different mediums so um it's uh created by andy and andy i don't remember the last names and uh it's uh everybody ha- that has gone to it has loved it and um, I actually went to a podcast meetup uh, a couple of years back that was like tangentially a part of XOXO. So that was really fun. And uh, I'm really excited. So that's going to be in September. And uh, I will report back and definitely let you know how it goes. And if anybody is going to XOXO, uh, f- we should meet up. And uh, there's also an XOXO Slack that everybody's invited to once they get tickets. So hopefully we'll chat in there as well. So, uh, you know how Spotify is like, uh, evil and it's ruining <laughs> podcasting and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, bitrate and, and a number of other uh, podcasts that, um, we are involved in, um, are now on Spotify magic just sort of a, as a different, different thing. I don't know why I said the first thing we, we, we were never <laughs> at war with Eurasia. Nope. Um, Spotify, I for one welcome our uh, Swedish overlords. Oh, is that what they're from? Uh, I, th- I, think I don't know so. too much about Spotify. Very, very, very pleasantly. Uh, you can now find Bitrate on Spotify, yeah. uh, as well as uh, a couple of other podcasts that Brendan and I host. Uh, so if that is where you get your podcasts, then I mean, no offense, but you're sort of doing it wrong. But also, more importantly, <laughs> um, if you want to, if you think you have. Um, people who might be interested in what we're talking about mm-hmm. and you want to be able to direct them somewhere that's easier, or you want to be able to play our show through some sort of smart speaker, like a, an Amazon device, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, there's a really easy way to do that. So uh, you can just search for us on Spotify. That's pretty cool. I do get the appeal of just being able to use the same app that you're listening to all your music in. Completely. I get that. 
Right, yeah, and the and the interface I, I played around with it a little bit. Um, this is the first opportunity or first reason I ever had to go look at podcasts on Spotify, um, and uh, you know it's pretty. It's it's the cl- same clean Spotify interface, and so that's cool. I didn't look to see if there was show notes and stuff. I, I assume there are. Yeah, it's pretty basic, I think, in terms of show notes, um, because you know, again, it's it's not you know, it's a it, it's primarily a music, it is a yeah. music service, yeah, um, but. I, I think that there is information that you can get there, but yeah, I mean, this is, you know, the beginning. Um, and, uh, hopefully there'll, there'll be, um, there'll be lots more, uh, interesting shows in there. And, and the more podcasts they have, you know, the more that they might want to gear the interface towards this is podcast mode or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, as much as I want to keep my podcast where my podcasts are, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. see that that's not the case for everyone. And people might just want one app to listen to everything that's audible. And, yep. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yep. As long as um, we keep podcasts, as, you know, I haven't fully drunk the Kool-Aid, everyone. As, as long as we still keep podcasts based on RSS, which the Spotify system is, then we we, we good. So, Brendan, what are we going to do for the next few weeks? We're um, we're going to take a bit of a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. As you said in the previous episode, or the the robot said, I guess, is uh, a little season finale. Um, uh, you know, we're gonna yeah take some time off. It's gonna be our summer break and uh, maybe summer fall break. We'll see, and uh, we'll come back for sure with some more podcast uh, <laughs> uh, culture discussion and what does it all mean. But uh, we're just gonna take a take a little time off. Yeah, we're just we're, we're taking the uh, the foot off the pedal just a little bit. Um, in the interim, there's still gonna be some some stuff on the feed. Uh, yeah. So. There might be the occasional interview or um, highlights or, or extra bits from things like the podcast festival or extra bits of discussion that we didn't have time to fit into an episode, that kind of thing. So um, you should still get those from time to time. But yeah, we're just, we're just slowing down just a little bit while uh, while summer uh, does its thing because it's uh, it's been really it's been really hot. Yes. Oh, yes. I've heard. I've heard it's, it's been so really hot. hot. I'm luckily uh, I've been working in a basement, so I <laughs> I haven't uh, <laughs> haven't had too much of a problem with that. But yeah. So yes, uh, stick uh, stick with us. We're not going to con- um, commit the the cardinal sin of pod fading. Not with this one. I promise. Uh, no, not with this one. <laughs> <laughs> never, never bit right. I kept wanting to to put out a um, kind of a, a farewell or a. I'm uh, sorry I haven't been here kind of episode for podcast playlist and I just I never can find the time <laughs> I just I haven't and I, I did the same thing with the because uh, I, I wanted to do an audio version of my podcast advocate network newsletter and so I did that for like two episodes and I have a couple more that are ready I just can't put them out and ah I'm just pod fading is real yeah oh god the, the, the struggle is real um when I decided to change up what I was doing for, for the mood elevator. I said to everyone, just give me a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be back with a new show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, a retooled mood, mood elevator and it, it never happened Yeah, because I, you know, I just, I, I lost, I lost the mojo with the show. Um, I lost sort of, it became, this, this is often the problem. And I think it, it's, it's a real, it's a real issue that uh, when a podcast becomes a chore, yeah. Um, when you don't look forward either to the recording or the editing, I mean, for me, yeah, I think with Mood Elevator, it absolutely became a millstone, and I didn't enjoy the writing process and then the exactly. trying to read it. And when that becomes the case, you've got to either stop what you're doing or pivot. You know, t- turn around one eighty and and try and look at it from a, a different perspective and try and find 
refine the joy in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because if you, if you lose the joy, then it's sort of not so much point in doing it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, with, with podcast playlists, uh, the, the writing and editing, the, the, you know, getting to the point where before I even record was definitely the biggest slog. I, I, yeah. I liked having, I liked doing the, um, analysis of things, but it was to, to articulate it in a way that was both compelling and, you know, had a reason to exist was, uh, a lot of work. I mean, I, I can certainly say, and I, I'm, I'm certain it's the case for Brendan as well, but this isn't the case with bitrate. Like the, no. the joy, uh, you know, the, the joy is still there. I, I really enjoy editing bitrate uh, every week, which hasn't always been the case for every show I've done. Um, yeah, I get and, that. But, but is with bitrate and, and I enjoy sitting down with you and talking to our guests and figuring out what we're going to talk about. And, you know, so, and I think it, it, we, we are able to make the show fairly relaxed and then, eventually it turns into something one of the things i love about bitrate is that we can either just have a conversation together or we can have a guest on and that that kind of shifting back and forth is really fun and then also just that because we get to talk about podcasts and everybody in podcasting is like super cool that it's always a good conversation bitrate is produced and presented by brandon hutchins and mark stedman Find links and show notes at bitratepod.com. Thanks again to Tom Merritt for sharing his big brain with us. Find his show at dailytechnewsshow.com and read his science fiction writing at tommerrittbooks.com. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.